This is a production of Cornell University. Hello and welcome to the Cornell Turfgrass Shortcut Podcast, your weekly connection to turfgrass information, brought to you by Cornell University Turfgrass Program in partnership with the New York State Turfgrass Association. My name is Frank Rossi. I'm the Associate Professor of Turf Science here in the Department of Horticulture at Cornell University, and the following are observations and recommendations for the week of September 27, 2010. Selecting the best turf grass variety will reduce inputs. The widespread turf loss this summer has brought renewed interest in seed selection. In this issue, we discuss why it is important, how to go about it, and when it does and does not make sense to use mixes and blends. Reports of grub damage on the rise again. Getting your turf density restored now will go a long way to resolving weed problems next season. Some areas still very dry, and even though ET is low, the soil has very little moisture reserve. Some irrigation or welcome rains will help turf rebound. Finally, some thoughts on fungicide use for plant health. Get the facts about resistance first. Weather information from last week, which saw temperatures near normal from New York City south to as much as 3 degrees below normal in western New York. Growing degree days still accumulated 125 growing degree days in D.C., about 100 in central Long Island and northern New Jersey. Total now, totals now exceed 4,000 in the Philly, New York City, and Point South, 3,000 in Rockland, Westchester, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Boston, upstate at least 2,500, with a few places less than 2,000. Precip was generally a half to one inch, some one to two inch totals upstate, especially in the Adirondacks. Points from New York City South have seen less than 25% of their normal September rainfall. ET ranged from eight-tenths of an inch in the extreme south to half an inch in western and central New Jersey. Soil temps in the two-inch depth, again, low 60s to the north and upper 60s to the south. Disease risk expected for this coming week is actually calling for widespread dollar spot risk in Wednesday to Friday period, and brown patch risk is high along the I-95 corridor, an odd risk in this late in September. The forecast for the coming week, highs in the 60s almost everywhere on Sunday, warming to the 70s, low 80s, mid-50s to mid-60s overnight by Wednesday. There looks to be the possibility of a widespread, fairly heavy precip event on Tuesday, Wednesday. The 8 to 14 day looks to be warm and wet with a deep trough to our west and the possibility of tropical moisture feeding into the region. Of course, you can check out all the weather information and predictive maps at our forecast website, www.nrcc.cornell.edu backslash grass. The Cornell Cooperative Extension update from the Finger Lakes with from Walt Nelson. Dry, with sh- but with shorter days, most sports and lawn turfs not exhibiting stress or dormancy. Slower growth is the only sign of water lacking. Anthracnose causing patching, browning on high-maintenance lawns. White grubs below threshold with little damage in most areas. Moderate white grub populations. Areas that were badly injured and did not recover with the recent temperature and moisture shift are the ones where damage has persisted. Fine fescue areas, creeping bentgrass areas, full sun reflective heat areas are all struggling with crabgrass. The Capital District report from Dave Chinnery. Conditions remain very high with only 0.2 inches of rain in the last week. Non-irrigated turf grass is either dormant or in a semi-green state of suspended animation. We've had numerous calls about overseeding and reseeding damaged turf areas. One call about chinch bugs and one call about sod wemborm. There have been a few reports about possible grub damage as well. And the Westchester report from Jared Giordano and Rick Harper. Lawn renovation is topic number one at Westchester Lab over the last week, though heat has lingered off and on. Homeowners and landscapers alike are asking themselves whether to perform partial or total renovation. Our answer is that if the lawn is more than 50% undesirable vegetation or bare areas, total renovation is the way to go. The need to start from the soil up by working in much more than usual one inch of compost before seeding is still not widely understood in relation to turf health and resilience during periods of stress. 
Dying crabgrass horror stories, dead bent grass on turf samples and lawns, halfway given over to Microstegium, have added to the need for total renovation. Our sports turf update from Joanne Grudadario, our sports turf specialist. Overview of cool season grass performance. The National Turf Grass Evaluation Program, or NTEP, evaluates over 600 cultivars and experimental selections in nationwide tests at any given time. Data reports are the turf grass quality ratings, which are collected monthly during the growing season, usually a 1 to 9 scale with 9 equaling ideal turf. All factors are considered that make good turf, good green color, density, adequate ground cover, freedom from disease and other stresses. Of particular interest to the sports turf managers are the traffic tolerance ratings. From Kentucky Bluegrass, several entries finished in the top statistical grouping, including Award, Alexa 2, Impact, Midnight, and BD03-084. Looking at traffic tolerance and findings reported at the North Brunswick, New Jersey location, where traffic was applied nine months after the last traffic season, using equipment that causes leaf abrasion but not soil compaction. The only entries that rated 8.7 or 9 after 18 passes with the simulator included Bar VV0709, Emblem, Green Team, Sombrero, Harmony, CP822. Another 18 passes were applied the same day, and Emblem, Green Team, Sombrero, and CPP822 still rated 8 and above. However, when turf quality was rated in August and October, 33 and 98 days after wear respectively, only Emblem and Bar VV0709 finished in the top statistical grouping. Turf quality ratings collected 98 days after wear found Sombrero, Harmony, and CPP822 finishing at the bottom, indicating some of the best grasses to withstand initial wear down may not be the best grasses for either recovery or overall performance. Traffic tolerance research also conducted in Michigan and Wisconsin found Green Team, CPP822, and Harmony performed well and landed in their top statistical grouping. The perennial ryegrass data after four years of research shows that many new grasses have improved quality compared to the top performance in previous NTEP trials. Leaf spot was rated at University Park, Pennsylvania at Penn State, noting Zoom, Uno, Palmer 5, Kokomo 2, Fiesta 4, Palace, Lynn had the highest ratings. Looking at traffic tolerance, Panther GLS finished in the top five entries for traffic tolerance when considering turf quality at Ithaca and recovery after 43 days in New Jersey. NTAP plans to summarize all four years' data from this trial and post the final results at www.ntap.org. You can also obtain a printer report or summary on a, on a CD directly from NTAP. The Gazing in the Grass update for this week starts out, Why can't I get the turf varieties I want? The National Turf Grass Evaluation Program has been in existence for more than 20 years. Literally thousands of varieties have been evaluated in a number of different growing environments and under a variety of different management regimes. From very high maintenance to low input with very little fertilizer and water. There are reams of data that you can access at the NTEP website. And soon at a recommended list for New York State on our Cornell website. However, in the end, many of these varieties are not easy to find both for the home lawn or the commercial turf manager. In speaking with Kevin Morris, the executive director of MTEP, he indicated that a primary reason varieties are not readily available is that there's not enough consumer demand. That is, no one is asking for better varieties. In essence, what this says to me is that there's still very little recognition that turfgrass species and variety even matter. To some degree, the seed industry has no one to blame but themselves, as there are so many copycat varieties that drown out the really good ones. On the other hand, as we keep moving toward more efficient management that allows for less water, nutrients, and pesticides, and the best shot we have at keeping high-quality turf is through selecting the right species and variety. The end of the 50-50 blend. As I traveled this season and met with grounds and sports turf managers, I kept being asked about the 50% Kentucky bluegrass, 
50% perennial ryegrass seed mixture. It seems this is easily the most widely used lawn mixture in the marketplace. In fact, it seems many did not even care for knowing the varieties of each species in the mix. Let me set the record straight on this from a research perspective. The 50-50 mixture is simply a waste of money as it will easily result in mostly perennial ryegrass due to the high nature percentage in the mix. You are better off planting 100% perennial ryegrass or 100% tall fescue if you already have tall fescue or establishing from scratch. In fact, there is a growing body of research that if you choose the correct species in the rest variety that you do not need to mix or blend as often the entire stand gets reduced to the poorest performing variety. In simple terms, think through what your needs are and remember any more than 20% perennial ryegrass in a seed mix will end up mostly perennial ryegrass within three years. And finally, a note on fungicides and plant health. There is a growing marketing effort using to use certain strobal urine fungicides such as paraclostrobin for enhanced plant health. This is a very risky practice. This class of fungicides is rated by the Fungicide Resiction Action Committee, FRAC, to be at high risk for developing resistance. Chronic use of this strategy may accelerate the development of pathogens becoming resistant due to their high selection pressure. This would be unfortunate as this class of products is naturally derived and EPA reduced classified. I would urge you to proceed with caution when embarking on this strategy with products known to be prone to developing resistant. And just a program update that our Cornell Turfgrass Short Courses return this December here in Ithaca with a two-part advanced course series. December 13th through 15th will be Sports Turf Without Pesticides and December 15th through 17th, Golf Turf Pest Management. Thank you for joining me for the weekly installment of the Cornell Turfgrass Shortcut Podcast, your weekly connection to turfgrass information. I'm Frank Rossi, Associate Professor of Turfgrass Science in the Department of Horticulture at Cornell University, and I hope you have a great week. This has been a production of Cornell University, on the web at cornell.edu.